0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Gold Nuggets, our mini-series looking back on our favourite insights shared by Gold podcast guests during the previous season. I'm Helena Beer, the editor of Gold, and for today's episode I'll be taking you back to my discussion with Pav Raj, Director of Pharmacovigilance at Ipsen, and he shared some great knowledge about this often under-recognised field expert in pharmacovigilance and with over 20 years of experience under his belt, Pav Rishiraj has held a multitude of different positions at pharma companies including Merck, Sandoz and now Ipsen across drug and patient safety. In his episode of the podcast last year we spoke about a broad range of different intricacies surrounding pharmacovigilance so let's get into it. In general, those not accustomed to the pharmaceutical space became much more aware of this field during the COVID-19 pandemic, and as such, the sector evolved at a rapid rate. During my discussion with Pav, I asked him whether the field would have advanced at such a speed had the COVID-19 pandemic not swept the globe.
1: The internal uh, presence and visibility of pharmacovigilance would... uh, continued to be an incremental gain rather Mm -hmm. than a a transformation or an 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 exponential. But this is all about engaging internally as well. Mm -hmm. And I know externally there are mountains of institutions, mountains of trade associations who are really pushing um, the pharmacovigilance uh, agenda forward. Mm -hmm. Because if we can predict uh, safety (coughs) quicker, Mm -hmm. then we can make better informed decisions for for our patients. And that's ultimately um, what we try to do on a day-to-day basis. Um, And every single person in pharmacovigilance really needs to understand our purpose. Why do we walk into the office? And Mm -hmm. once we have that purpose in place, then um, our vision becomes clearer.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's a great overview. Thank you. Um, So you mentioned earlier um, that pharmacovigilance has become a strategic enabler within businesses. Can you expand on this a little bit for our audience?
1: I can. Um, So in in the context of pharmacovigilance, um, a big picture approach to safety, and I I will use safety as as an umbrella term, uh, shows that benefit risk should always be viewed um, as two sides of the same coin. They're not opposite sides. Um, And this is uh, a huge um, gain in terms of the uh, GVP or the good pharmacovigilance practices I've mentioned in 2012. Mm -hmm. And that's enabled us to ensure that data on uh, adverse reactions or interactions uh, and further medication errors um, can also provide real time market feedback Mm -hmm. uh, about the ways uh, medicines are used. Um, and also um, experienced in various populations, not just one subset of populations. Mm -hmm. And that also ultimately allows us to then understand the safety profiles of our medicines. So in a a sense, one of the most important documents um, for pharmacovigilance uh, are risk management plans. Mm -hmm. And now these risk management plans are um, Uh, developed and created um, from clinical trials all the way through to post-authorization or marketing Um, and too often these plans are considered an obligation. They are an obligation. Uh, We must submit these um, at time of marketing authorization but we must view these as a useful tool Um, and these tools can then expand and improve our understanding of the medicines which will then lead to better outcomes for Mm -hmm. our patients. And this new opportunity of real world insights are further uh, expanded by, I guess, the emergence of social listening, uh, which can enable patients to become more patients, uh, companies to become more patient centric Mm -hmm. um, by tapping into the patient reported outcomes.
0: Patient centricity is certainly a buzz phrase in the industry, and rightly so. This is something I actually wrote about in my latest editor's letter, as it was a key theme in our most recent issue of gold. We'll add some links in the show notes for you. Um, But understanding how to make better outcomes for patients is certainly key to everyone in pharma, and it's something all of us hope to see more of in the future. Next up, I asked Pav to get down to the real nitty gritty, just why is pharmacovigilance so important?
1: Again a very good question. Um, f- Organisations, pharma companies uh, are under growing pressure to demonstrate the benefit-risk balance of each of their products and although I've mentioned safety must play a more strategic role, uh, this extends to us being part of the discussions in the development process, so in from phase one. Um, even to the point of defining how a medicine's profile can can benefit uh, in terms of bottom line mm-hmm. but bringing a medicine to market is just part of an equation um, and there is other parameters like reimbursement so pharmacoeconomics um, is a discipline where it's bringing pharmacovigilance leaders into the discussion Mm -hmm. and pharmacovigilance um we we spoke about um strategic uh, enabling enabling needs to be at the table from the start and i mentioned also at the very start of this podcast that we cannot be a reactive function Mm. and in order for us to be proactive we need to be at the table at the start yeah so rather than trying to gather data later um we have to have data incorporated into the medicines development plan. So the data and the pharmacovigilance supports a company's um, insights for patient value, et cetera, et cetera. But safety data can also address cost effectiveness, reduced morbidity, more mortality. Um, and so forth. And we also have to um, be mindful of the impacts on the healthcare system mm-hmm. as well. Access is is one of those parameters. But pharmacovigilance and safety, and I use the, the words very interchangeably, um, are likely to assume m- much more prominent roles going forward now. Mm-hmm. Um, whether these are acquisitions or whether these are um, just coal companies um, assessing the the benefit risk profiles of their medicines but we ultimately have to um, ensure that the consequences of pharmacovigilance must be understood Mm -hmm. poor pharmacovigilance can lead to detrimental consequences and if these are communicated um, and these are uh, raised then uh, we will always be strategically uh, enabled
0: The impact on the healthcare system, Pav mentioned there, is really key, especially in the UK's current political climate. Ensuring pharmacovigilance is strategically enabled not only reduces that burden, but also ensures there is as little room as possible for medicines to be detrimental to patients. Integrated teams are so important within any industry, and especially so within pharma. In this next clip, Pav shares his key thoughts on what he thinks pharma should do to ensure teams feel valued and integral to the businesses they serve.
1: There needs to be more presence
0: mm-hmm.
1: on, on leadership teams. Pharmacovisions uh, must be part of the conversation, um, be it in new marketing authorizations or existing marketing authorisations. Yeah. Pharmacovisions' m- functions must also ensure that there is presence not only from a local level, but from a regional leading to a global level. Mm -hmm. And certainly I I didn't want to mention the the B word Brexit, (laughs) but more so that we are operating um, under the provisions of the Human Medicines Regulation Mm -hmm. uh, Part 11 uh, for for, for, uh, pharmacovigilance. So we really need to ensure that we are... Um, at the forefront of the decision-making. Now, we don't have to make the decisions, Mm -hmm. but we need to be part of that discussion, and I mentioned that uh, previously as well, that we are seen as an integral, um, not only supportive function, but that strategic function who can help um, shape the direction of travel Mm -hmm. for an organisation. And if we do not um, allow this, or uh, if leaders do not unlock this, then we will slowly start to be a closed function. Mm -hmm. And I I must say one thing, Helena, is that um, I've mentioned compliance a lot. Mm -hmm. And I will say that in terms of gravitas, that is our mainstay. It is our integral, critical driver. However, compliance um, is not a subject. Mm -hmm. It's a mindset. And I want everyone on the podcast who is listening to adopt that mindset, Um, because you can tell someone what to do. But if you do not, if if that person does not, or colleague does not understand why they are doing it, and I think this is what's missing in pharmacovigilance Mm -hmm. right now, it's the why. Why are we doing what we're doing? You can ask someone to do something, but if they've got no clue in terms of context, Mm -hmm. perspective, overall impact, and how that fits strategically into the direction of an organisation, then we're just going to wonder aimlessly. Yeah. You know, we're going to be um, knocking on locked doors, as I would say, or closed doors mm-hmm. and hitting our, our heads uh, against the window, thinking, <laughs> why doesn't anyone understand? So yeah. raising the profile will increase the visibility and then, of course, the overall impact yeah. of, the, um, of the function within the organisation.
0: A great note to end on. Pav shared even more great tips in his full episode, which will be linked in the show notes for you. So, do give that a listen if you're interested in hearing more from him. I can definitely recommend it. And that is all for this week's Gold Nugget. Do be sure to tune in next time where I'll be taking you through some of my highlights from Isabel's conversation with Rashima Kemp's Polanco, Executive Vice President and US Head at Novartis Oncology. She spoke to us about the life experiences that have led her to where she is today, going from Army Cadet to Farmer Leader, as well as her thoughts on diversity and much more. Do be sure to subscribe so you don't miss it. Until then, it's goodbye from me and I'll see you next time.